Hello everyone and welcome to the EG Property Podcast with me, EG Editor Sam McClary. On International Women's Day 2023, um, we at EG of course like to support and highlight the amazing women that we have in this industry today and we are working hard to try and make this industry look even more attractive to the very phenomenal women I know will come through into it in in future years and I'm delighted to be joined by four of those phenomenal women of today who have graciously written some amazing content for us in this week's EG uh, hoping to inspire that next generation. So over the course of the next sort of half an hour or so, we're going to be talking to these amazing women and hopefully inspiring everyone listening to this podcast today to talk to their kids, their neighbours' kids, any kids out there uh, about what a wonderful industry um, the built environment can be. So enough from me. Let's uh, meet our guests. I'm going to ask each of them to give us a little bit of an intro as to who they are so you can get used to their voices and and tell us a little bit about their letter and, and why they wrote it. And I'm going to throw first to the very wonderful Angie. Uh, Angie Hobson, uh, director and founder of SEAM Advisory, uh, working at the intersection of ESG and DI and the built environment. Um, it was really fun to write the letter because I had actually had a verbal version of that letter um, with a young woman I bumped into at a conference the day that I got the request to write the letter. <laughs> and so it sort of pointed down to putting down and writing, I think, a lot of ad hoc conversations um, and opportunities that come up, some of them um, officially through mentoring circle or Black Women in Asset Management and all the different kind of organizations I'm part of. Um, but the beauty of it, of writing that letter on the day that I had had that conversation is to is to sort of see that they can be one-on-one and they can also be um, created for a larger public. So that was why it was really fun and timely to do. Fantastic. And what, for, for you, I guess, Anjin, is the one thing that that wider audience that reads your letter take, takes away from it? I guess that there are many ways to be the only one and there are many ways to get into the industry. Um, and it's a, a combination of making your luck and standing your ground, but also to look out uh, for people who will help you. As I say, as a New Yorker, you don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> um, and um, and that's been a hallmark of a combination of great luck, but also saying, ooh, when can I go and make my luck and, and also make a difference in the sector? Fantastic. Thank you very much. Della. I'm Della Gilbert. I am a partner and head of property litigation at Maples Teasdale, which is a real estate law firm. And I'm currently the chair of the Property Litigation Association, which is an association of about 1,500 property litigators across the country. Um, I was really pleased to be asked actually to do this lesson because it's it's quite a poignant moment for me because I've got a 14-year-old daughter and she is having to choose her GCSEs this month. So it was very much, uh, it, it was a happy coincidence um, to have to think about well, what, what would I be saying, what, what I'm saying to her and what I, about what she wants to do and even just choosing the subjects at GCSE, just, it just led on to, to what sort of t- think, advice I'd want to give her going forward. So it, it, was, it, was, it was great to be able to do that. And, and your advice? Well, it's very similar to Angie, actually. I mean, there's there is there is so much. There is something for everyone, and the the, the property industry is so broad. I mean, people 
have a very uh, who who aren't in the industry have a, a very uh, narrow viewpoint of what it what it's in what it's about and it, it's about so much more um you know you can be a lawyer you can be an architect be a journalist but be in the real estate industry it's not simply about the, the bricks and mortar and, and putting all that together but as, as Andy said you you you've got to choose how you go about it. you've got to you've got to research how uh, what you want to do and and seek out people to help you on your way and it, because it's such a people business making contacts and having really good contacts and help you on your way throughout your career. Charlotte over to you. Hi I'm Charlotte Glazier and program manager for Green in the Public Realm at Islington so my role is to green the borough and I'm probably slightly on the outside it's taken me a while to warm up to the fact that I'm actually in the real estate stroke built environment industry because built environment is as it is built rather than the landscape and the nature and everything else so and the wider environment so it's um and I'm also a bit unlikely because um when I look back in the reasons why I wrote this letter I'm quite an unlikely candidate I left school without any GCSEs and actually I had no idea about anything and um, so for me to be asked to do this was just amazing and I was really delighted and pleased but also about you know how accessible it is what we're doing and to be asked to write a letter was great but then it only feels like half of the equation the next half is actually going to distribute it and I'm like what do I do with this you know so I'm actually thinking I might just go and distribute these letters at the local secondary schools in the area so it sort of completes part of the equation because I actually want the letters to be delivered directly in the hands of these young women. Well maybe there's a uh, there's an ask for everyone listening to this this podcast at the end end of end of it that they grab their copy of EG and or print it out from from the website and they uh, or show it on their phones if we're being environmentally friendly uh, and go to a school and just talk to talk to people about it talk to young women young boys about the amazing opportunities there are here Emma last but by no means least hi hi there Sam thank you um I'm Emma Goodford I'm uh, I lead our life sciences and innovation advisory business at Knight Frank um, and I've been in the industry for 37 years which I hate to admit um, but I also have to admit I have a nine-year-old daughter in fact I have nine-year-old twins so one of each um, and and my daughter is I, I suppose somebody that I, I could say I'm not going to be able to influence I don't think in terms of uh, where she takes her life um, but I think when I wrote my letter I think I, it really made me made me think about why I came into the industry and, and what I've got from it. And I think one of the things that's so important to me is to be able to get up to, to get up every day and really enjoy going to work um, and to come home at the end of the day, even if you've had a really busy day and, and still, you know, love what you do, really enjoy what you do. And, and for me, it's the people that you meet um, throughout the day, you know, throughout your career that, that frankly make that. Um, when I was at school, frankly, and it's a long time ago now, um, I was basically going to be a doctor um, or if I was thick, I was going to be a nurse. Um, I was heading in that direction um, or, or I was going to be a lawyer. You know, real estate just didn't really, you know, there wasn't real estate. And I think it just reflects how hard it is sometimes to explain what it is because it is so diverse. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things I put in my letter also was the fact, you know, you don't have to make a decision now about you know where your career will go you can shop and change you can do lots of different things you can travel you should travel you should get as much experience as you can meet as many people as you can um and 
you know, it, it is a fa- it's a fabulous, fabulous industry to be in. Um, and, I, and I've loved it. And I just I, I don't think my daughter will end up in real estate. I think she'll end up I, I think she might end up as a scientist, um, although at the moment she'd like to be a dragon. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be a dragon? I'd Who wouldn't that. want to be a dragon? Exactly. <laughs> I've, I've written down from reading um, the 14 letters that we that we've um, that we'll be publishing uh, a, a list of words that I, I think, you know, having written about this sector for um, nearly 20 years, I don't think I would have would have heard five years ago, t- definitely not 10 years ago. And I'm going to come back to them a little bit later in, in the conversation because I'm quite keen to see how you react to, to these words taken out of context of, of the letters as a as a descriptor for, for real estate. But International Women's Day this year is, um, is about uh, embracing equity. And I wonder how you feel the real estate industry has, has come along in on that and creating equity within within the sector we know you know that there is a lot of want to be better in the real estate sector it might not be moving as fast as we want it to be and not all parts of it um, moving at all perhaps but do you feel that we have shifted in the right direction we start is the ball starting to roll or, or or do you think there's still way too much to do well, in terms of sheer numbers, I think we've come a long way. Um, and just by way of example, I was at the EG Awards um, and I was so thrilled to see so many women at the dinner when in pre- years gone by, you know, it was very much male dominated. So from from the numbers perspective, yes, we, we have certainly we have certainly come a long way. And what is also great to see is um, and, and this is part of the want is that there are not, uh, several organizations now which were never were in my day which are bringing on on women and so those those women in property which is has been around for a long time but I think when I started out which is in the early 90s that was the only organization that really um, focused on women in the industry but since then there's real estate balance has come on the scene ladies in real estate um, real estate women not and the like so there's there's an awful lot there um, concentrating on women and to, and to bring women on and I think that is um, that is absolutely fantastic as a, as a property litigator so I'm so I sort of straddle two sectors in the legal and, and the property but from the property litigation perspective I think um, we, we, we're getting there we've got uh, at the early entry we're about 50 50 uh, and in terms of members 50 50 spread um, so I think we've done we don't know we're doing better than perhaps other parts of, of of real estate, but where I think we more work needs to be done is is getting up the pyramid. Um, as, as it get higher up, um, there are fewer women there, and I think there's leakage in the middle. Um, uh, but yes, we we, we um, but because there's such a groundswell of, of women coming into the industry, that should should lead to more women higher higher up the chain. Fingers crossed, Angie. I'm I'm, I'm keen on your point of view as well because you've worked across so many different <laughs> yeah, um, um, sectors yeah so emma you and i have been working for the same length of time but i've done pretty much every legal job for which you don't have to be qualified so i haven't been a lawyer i haven't been a doctor um and so i've worked in all female industries you know very very you know when i worked in the fashion industry um, when I worked in banking, there was a 50-50 split. But I would say as well, because I've sort of 
worked and, and lived in lots of places, that it really varies considerably. When I worked at Commercial, for example, I might say that there were more women asset managers than there were men. Um, I remember having these solicitors and going to a big do, and I thought, oh, wow, they actually have men at their firm as well. Um, you know, <laughs> it wasn't until it was a big party, but, but, it, but it varies wildly. I mean, I will still be what I call hashtag T-O-O, the, the only one. Um, in, in many, in, in many, many settings. Um, so it really has to do a lot with, and I go into this in the letter, has a lot to do with um, company culture, but also which segment um, of, of the sector um, you're in, because it, there's there's a, you know, there's a huge difference in terms of the, uh, the change. Um, but in some settings, I think, well, I'm like back in my big shoulder pads from the 80s and 90s, this hasn't changed at all. And then sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. And, and Emma, not to um, sort of uh, push too hard that point that you've been working in this industry for 37 years, but <laughs> does day one feel very different to, to today for you? Well, yeah, I mean, Sam, back in 1987, I mean, I, 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 I was the only woman graduate that joined Knight Frank um, in that cohort, although there were only 12 of us. You know, this year we've taken on 80 graduates and 50 percent of them are women. So, yeah, you know, yes, it's it shifted monumentally, but also 50 percent of those graduates are non-cognate. So they don't have a sort of real estate degree. And I think, again, as we diversify the intake into the industry, which has got to be good for the, the talent and for the, the, you know, the, 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 the neurodiversity, if you like, in the, in the, in the sector, we, we will have you know, different people thinking in different ways um, as, as they come into real estate. But I think for me, it's about how authentic it is now. Um, or it feels so much more authentic in terms of actually genuinely wanting to promote women and and champion their development. Um, I think, you know, even five years ago, I think a lot of businesses in real estate for, on, on our, our side in the advisory sector, they felt they had to do it. They were ticking quite a lot of boxes, but, you know, it didn't feel that authentic. It now, for me, feels much more authentic. I, I think there is still some work to be done around encouraging particularly women that have a maternity break to come back um, and, and, you know, encourage them perhaps to come back into a different part of the industry. Um, but you can see that there is definitely still fall off at that level that we've really got to try to encourage to return. Yeah. And, and you know, that might be 10 years later, you know, or, or four years later when your, your child starts school. Um, but we've really got to try to encourage that because to lose the leakage of that talent from the industry is just really sad. It's such a loss. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to come back to that um, sort of the the role of um, I guess sort of champ champions, I, I suppose, of, of um, for us as women to do that and for others as well. But mm. Charlotte, really keen to get your viewpoint from the public public sector. You know, is it is public sector better than private sector? Have you got similar struggles? We have in different areas and different departments different cultural shifts. So traditionally, highways and you know transport was quite male dominated but increasingly it's now female dominated which is great um but you know in a, in a different department I, w I found myself recently in a meeting um with uh, you know a board of 16 men and I was one of two females so you know it it, it depends it's very much quite local to the departments but also to this you know if it's operations there's, there's sort of you know there's still work to be done but I think what has really shifted is lockdown and in terms of 
you know the ways of working and the shifts of actually you know myself I had a young child um, born in 2018 and at that point you know I was going back to work on the back of maternity and I said I couldn't do a full-time job and they said well you can't do this job then it's not flexible enough you can't do it so I basically didn't have a job and you know 2019 you know uh, lockdown and and basically it's a game changer because now I can work full-time you know I can basically you know do hybrid working at, from home I'm at home now and I can go into the office and somehow I can balance a full-time job and bring up a child I don't know how but you know that was unthinkable only a few years ago and I'm just hoping that those new shifts and ways of working will actually continue on because you know myself I was basically locked out and I, I wasn't I really wasn't sure how I was going to get back in and the idea that actually you can split up a role you can do it you know as a job share it's okay and you know we can trust each other and it's a you know it, it is workable um for the employer so you know all of these good things that have kind of come about I just really hope that they continue on and is that where we actually where the greatest um, sort of lever is going to be for us to pull in in um, not just getting more women into this industry but keep keeping them here as we've, we've all talked to talked about that the the way that we work now the different kinds of um, policies that businesses have in place you know shared parental leave and um, just the, the, those little well not little things those things chip away at sort of um, the attitudes, I suppose, that people have to the quote unquote norm or the traditional way that um, our working life used to used to play out. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's all it these little policy shifts. I mean, I remember my mum telling me that her careers advisor said to her, you can't get a job in town planner because you're a woman, even though that was what she wanted to be. So, you know, culturally in policy in everywhere all these shifts oh yes you can oh yes we can do that it's the can attitude rather than the can't and as soon as we start to embrace that you know we should be able to move on quicker better faster but you know in a much more positive direction yeah and and how do you feel and Emma I'll come to come to you first on this how do you how do you feel about your role in really attracting more women to the to the industry do you think it's quite unquite your job or do you think it's there's something wider wider than that that we need this whole industry to lean in at perhaps maybe we even need you know the the educational sector to to lean in to to make a difference here um, I, I suppose my attitude has slightly changed over the years. I mean, when I first came to work, I, I mean, if I'm honest, gender wasn't really a major issue. My view was you go to work, you be brilliant and you'll do well. And I'm not I'm not saying that was me, but my view was you absolutely have to do your very best. And as so long as you're doing that, you should progress. And, and you know, then, then as you get more into the industry, you realise that actually there were boys clubs that went off and played rugby and, you know, the women didn't really have a, a, a place to do that so much. So, you know, you, you became slightly more aware of, of, I suppose, gender. But I think, you know, as a woman in the industry, I think you forget that you, at, at a more senior level, you are a figurehead and you are seen as being somebody that, um, you know, can be, is a role model. Um, even without wanting to be an active role model, you are a role model because you've been in the industry for quite a long time and, um, 
you know people who are ambitious and want to move up through 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 a business you know see that there is the opportunity of doing that um so i think you know you 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 have to be respectful of of that um and i have a lot of young women who come and talk to me about about their career and i try to not to make it sort of too gender specific I, you know at the end of the day everybody has got the an equal opportunity now of doing anything anywhere um but but they maybe feel more comfortable coming talking to another woman bit because of that connection um I think certainly I think we've got to look at schools and, you know, I think we've got to begin to educate people on the breadth and diversity of real estate um, and, and how 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 great the opportunity is, you know, whether it's in the private sector, the public sector, you know, so many different areas, because um, there are so many parts of the industry that are you know, incredibly well suited to women. And there are other parts that maybe are a bit more challenging, but are equally well suited to, to women um they they might just take a different type of woman to go and work in those areas um so i think you know it, it is a question of starting early because it's not it's not an obvious career um but i think now that there's a pathway to become you know to get into the industry assuming you want to go through the rics qualification process um that doesn't demand that you go and do a real estate degree and and certainly you know, business private sector business recognizes the value of that um, we, we'll see a much greater breadth, I think, of people coming forward to work for us. Yeah, I want to stick with this idea of not being too gender specific, because I I wonder sometimes whether and, you know, I will hold my hand up and say I've certainly done this through the pages of EG, that sometimes talking about real estate as a male dominated, you know, male pale and stale industry, actually all we're doing is closing the doors off, making it look um exclusive rather than inclusive and is there should we stop talking about it in that way and change our language to be you know there are there are jobs for everyone here there's a place for ev everyone if you're passionate about wanting to make a difference yeah. then this is the sector for you Angie yeah. <laughs> um I would say kind of on two levels yes one is that um I mean I'm I go into the letter of why I, I got in or, or and it got in eventually and how I stayed. And part of it is actually the power to to change spaces that weren't built with you in mind. So I think that's that should be highly attractive um, to people um, for all sorts of protected characteristics. So I will go. We could have another talk chat about <laughs> that. But I think the other thing as well is around um, true allyship as well. And I think that the minute we say that we're actually um, not recognizing the incredible work that comes around from incredible people. I mean, I'm in my advanced years and um, I did I did um, do a LinkedIn stock <laughs> with someone we both know, Sam, and he's ended up being, you know, this phenomenal person, you know, he's ended up being a mentor and ally and someone I, you know, and I think it's all about actually having an open mind in general, rather than um, having all these kind of classifications and ways in which we're separated or, or differ from each other because um, that's uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it again it, it, it as you said it it turns off it's a bad image but it isn't it doesn't also it also doesn't reflect some of the great work that happens um, yeah, yeah. So. different groups <laughs> Charlotte yeah I, I agree I mean I think What's really important is about being clear on what your values are and your purpose because regardless of gender being clear on that you 
you don't you don't need to let anything get in your way after that really you've got a clear sense of purpose everything will follow and I think you know traditionally there's this sort of need or want to be poker faced you know don't show any emotion you've got to like you know just sort of play this role and actually what we probably need is more heartfelt passion to come out into our work because you know we need to progress forward there's 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 jobs that we need to do you know that in terms of the environment you know we've got a real sense of urgency to start to recover and re-emerge and re, you know and repurpose and reimagine what, what we're doing next because what we've done you know whether it's been male dominated or you know whatever it is however we want to sort of bag it up it's not worked you know we need new energy we need new approaches so let's you know get into the headset of our values our purpose and just you know there's so many things that can get in our way so let's just move forward positively because I don't think personally if I get stuck on one argument or of you know of, of gender or whatever I mean I think my my biggest one when I was a teenager was about you know um the sort of you know environmental issues or or kind of even a bit more anarchic you know sort of like um you know f the system and now it's like please will you unf the system <laughs> um you know it's a complete different mind shift but so it wasn't even a gender issue for me at all it's always just been about trying to break through the system and actually just improve it I think that that leads me very um nicely onto these these words that I pulled pulled out because I think if we're talking about actually if everyone just focuses on the purpose and what we can do then actually none of the rest of it will really matter or sort itself out so there's just a few words and and sentences here and I'd love to get once I've read through them just thoughts and feelings from each of you actually of what that makes you feel for the next generation and about this sector um so randomly taken from the letters are the words choice rewarding opportunity change the world something for everyone shaping places give back make an impact whatever you want it to be you can make things happen or you can make things better sorry um capture your love for the environment and make a difference mm, nice mm, how does that job yes please <laughs> they're all very uplifting great... aren't they yeah it's an amazing job description isn't it and I wonder um you know this was this was you you did this talking about industry an industry that you've worked in and clearly made a made a difference in yourself so I guess to, to sort of round up our discussion just um I'll just go around and yeah just a few thoughts on on those words and how it would feel for you if you were let's take everyone back in time to to being at school and someone came in and talked to you with those words about this industry how would you feel uh Della I'll start with you well as I sort of fell into real estate by a happy accident of just being a lawyer and doing my first seat as a as a in, in um, property litigation had I been at school and heard these words that that's what the 
the real estate industry is about I, I think I'd be chomping at the bits you know and, and um, thinking well actually do I want to be a lawyer do I actually want to go into the into the into the real estate proper I think those are all fantastic words and, and really uplifting um, and I would hope that they will encourage many a young girl um, to to want to want to go into the industry fantastic thank you Charlotte capture your love what a great one um yeah I mean it's passionate it's heartfelt it's you know it's about doing what inspires you it's about listening you know to to what your your, your drivers are um you know finding your own roots the choices you know having confidence in just literally just joining your own dots together and just forging your own path with confidence and it's such a diverse industry with so many different routes in and avenues and you know one size doesn't fit all so I think all of those you know diverse range of words that are really inspiring yeah captures captures the imagination so yeah bring it on <laughs> bring it on fantastic Angie yeah I guess this all um you know as I said I came into the industry very very late and had actually already done a couple of switcheroos um so <laughs> um yeah, as I said, in, in the end, this ended up being the industry where I stayed for precisely those reasons. Uh, I'd been a banker and I'd literally went to fashion school at night be, to follow a dream. Um, and then those two things ended up giving me kind of the skills to, to be a specialist in, in, in property. Um, so it sounds like it sounded like a great plan, uh, but in the end, I stayed because exactly those reasons, this idea of choice and making a difference. And it really, you know, it's it should appeal to anyone who wants to um, combine um, purpose with passion. Fantastic. Thank you, Emma. It makes me think that we probably ought to rewrite our job descriptions because we, we, we make some of our jobs sound very bland in comparison to those words. Um, and, I, and I think we need to rethink how we deal with marketing of real estate, you know, how the industry is actually is actually promoted, you know, to young people through schools. Um, and, and even those people, you know, in the early stages of their career who are sort of struggling to work out what they want to do, even if they're, even as, as they're sort of starting the. The, the sort of qualification process because I think you know the, yeah there's real passion in those words and gosh if we can communicate that to the generation coming through um, that will be extraordinary but but I think you know equally if we can you know make, make sure we communicate that to people who are perhaps having second thoughts because they haven't found the right place in the industry to have a long-term career that then they might sort of re-engage in a, in a you know in a different path in a different setting um, but yeah amazing words fantastic gosh Bring, bring well, on the next generation. Absolutely. Well, they are all your words. And I think let's let's use this as a real opportunity and a call out um, one from me to all of you, but um, from all of us to everyone listening that, you know, do think about how you talk about this industry and do do talk about it. You know, take that take these letters that you will read in in the UG this week and show them to to people take them into your local school take them around the office get everyone talking about this industry in the way that all of you have and everyone else who has um and taken part in this uh, amazing piece of content that I'm, I'm so proud for us to to share with share with the world um it'll be in the issue that goes down to MIPIM as well one of those places where us women aren't overly represented but we are working hard so I think it's going to be you know we can really make a difference with the words 
that we use and how we talk about this industry and and you guys have started that so thank you so much for for sharing with us those those letters i think they are going to be very impactful and yeah just just a brilliant brilliant view of this industry and its future let's um wrap up the conversation there a reminder to everyone if they want to not i'm not going to say if they want to they need to read these letters pick up your latest issue of eg i will put the link in the show notes here but read them share them and uh thank our amazing authors and speakers on this podcast uh, Della, angie charlotte and emma thank you so much for joining us on the eg property podcast <laughs>